you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where I talk to you about how to take ownership of your career, to stop drifting, and prepare for the future. It's all based on my book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And as if the book was not enough, I am on this mission to help more people take ownership of their careers and prepare for the future. So the book is out there, but I know not everybody's going to get a chance to read it. And I know a lot of people want ongoing content and reinforcement of the things that they're learning. And that's why I have this podcast. And in some of the episodes, I'm sharing content directly from the book with some commentary from me. I've done a bunch of interviews in the past, and I'm also sprinkling in some latest lessons that I've learned as well, because as I'm recording this, the book is about a year and a half old. It's just a baby. It's learning to walk and talk and those sorts of things. But uh, And the messages in there are timeless. Uh, But I want to keep giving you content, uh, even if you haven't read the book, because I want to help you take ownership of your career. And this year in 2022, I've been doing a solo series where I've been teaching lessons from the book to help you take ownership of your career. And we started from the beginning with the foundation of self-awareness and reflection and really understanding yourself and who you are and where you want to go. And we moved into the things you need to do to own your career. And then we transitioned into the things you can do to prepare for the future, the future of work, and why you need to be thinking about the future. We talked about the importance of investing in continuous learning and pivoting around things like that. And then we moved into networking, and we talked about the importance of building your network. And this is really interesting because I have been into networking now, I would say really into networking since 2005, so 17 years uh, that I've been really going after it and building my network and making friends and building relationships. Uh, ever since I read the book, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi in 2005, then I went to business school. And I think I told most of that story in the book and even on the last episode I did about networking. Um, but, uh, you know, the pandemic handed a lot of people said, well, how do I continue to network if I can't go out and talk to people? And, and you know, I wrote about it in the book and again, talked about it previously that you can go out and do that virtually. And I did, and you know, I've made a lot of great friends virtually over the last couple of years. But nothing replaces being together with people in person, right? It's, um, it's, it's you, you make real connections, uh, better connections that way sometimes. And um, I had a chance to get back out there and do a lot of networking in person recently. Um, I just went to three conferences in a row here in May 2022. Uh, it was almost four conferences in a row, but I honestly I ran out of steam. Um, but I went to uh, ATD, which is the Association of Talent Development Professionals here in Orlando, Florida, uh, where I went for one day and did a lot of networking, connected with some people, got some opportunities, uh, client opportunities, and even got a chance to speak there and lead a session on owning your career in learning and development that I thought went really well. Uh, then I traveled to Minneapolis for VCon, which was Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk's first conference. It was a Web3 NFT conference. There were about 5,000 people there. Really phenomenal experience. Lots of great people. Had some really great conversations. Um, lots of people that I'm now connected with and following on social media and will follow up with and keep in touch with, that sort of thing. Um, and then, and that was more fun and just learning. <clears throat> and then from there, I flew to LA 
And I went to a conference called Irresistible, which was hosted by a guy named Josh Burson that is was all about HR and kind of the state of the corporate working place and future of work, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and I really went to network. There were about, I think, 400 or so people at that conference, uh, all of them sort of in my target uh, audience, if you will, for people I want to work with. Uh, who might bring me into their organizations to speak or run training uh, on how to own your career. And so I connected with a lot of great people there, handed out some business cards and some books, and had some good conversations and learned a lot about what people are working on and dealing with in the corporate world and HR and talent development right now. And I can tell you, bringing it back to this podcast, and the reason why I'm telling this story is, number one, I was out there networking. I was practicing what I preach, right? I don't sit here and write about networking. Like, you should go network while I'm just sitting here by myself. Uh, I am out there talking to people all the time. In fact, this week as I'm recording this, uh, I have a ton of meetings on my calendar. Most of them are first-time connection calls with new people. Um, and I enjoy doing that um, until it gets to be too much. <laughs> like many of you, it's like, ah, oh, maybe I need to take a break. Uh, but really enjoy talking to people, getting to know people, meeting new people, building those relationships and connections. You never know where it might lead. So practicing what I preach. And number two is that uh, I would say of all the conversations that came up, and these were with uh, very senior HR professionals in big companies, I think the most common conversation, the most common thing that came up in the stage topics and, and conversations on the floor was on career development, was on helping people grow in their careers. And so they stay with their companies instead of leaving, right? And so I want you to know if you're an individual, you're an employee, you're not necessarily in this field, that companies are trying to figure this out right now. Um, they're absolutely looking at how do we help people grow in their careers and how do we um, enable people to to do the best work so that they don't want to leave, right? And uh, so hopefully you found a company, if you're not working on your own, if you're working for a company, hopefully you found a company that that cares about you enough to invest in providing tools and resources and pathways and things like that to help you grow in your career. Uh, hopefully you have a manager who will help coach you and guide you in your career. Uh, but don't forget that you've got to own your career. Like you've got to take ownership. You've got to take responsibility and decide what you want to do and where you want to go and, and take action towards that. And that's the foundation of this book and this podcast uh, and everything that I talk about. So make sure that you're doing that. Now, today was meant to be talking about how and where you can go network, um, you know, to build your network. So we talked about building your network, what that means, why that's important, uh, and then how and where can you go out and build your network? Um, first and foremost, you've got to invest in building your network. Um, so when I talk about investing, that can be either time or money or resources, whatever it may be. Uh, you've got to spend some time on it. Like It doesn't just happen automatically for you. You got to be willing to invest some time and maybe to invest some money as well. So, you know, I mentioned I went to VCon in Minneapolis and then I went to uh, the Josh Burson conference in LA. I mean, I spent uh, quite a bit of money going, you know, thousands of dollars going to those conferences so that I could learn and go meet people. Uh, you know, hopefully you work for a company that will pay for you to do that. I work on my own, right? So I've got to be willing to invest. Um, but even if you don't have a company that will pay for you to go do networking uh, at conferences or networking events or whatever, don't be afraid to invest some of your own money because you're talking about investing in your most important asset, which is yourself, right? And developing yourself and building your network because you never know what that may lead to, uh, what opportunities may come up from it. And um, that includes investing in school, right? I paid 
$90,000 plus for an MBA uh, some 17 years ago, uh, 15 years ago. And uh, more than a decade later, I can say with confidence that the most significant benefit of my investment has been the network. All the friends I made that I can call on, uh, not to mention the thousands of alumni I can reach out to who would probably take a meeting with me purely because of our mutual association with the school. And maybe you've experienced the same thing. In fact, earlier today, I had a prep call with a client uh, that I'm doing two speaking sessions for. And it's one of my friends from business school who reached out and hired me, uh, brought me in to speak because he knows who I am. We have that relationship, right? That's the power of the network and the brand, which we'll talk about later. So, um, and when I was in my final year of business school and looking for new jobs, I started reaching out to random alumni that I found you through the database or LinkedIn and asking if they would chat with me. And almost 100% of them said yes. When I invested in that degree, I was not directly paying for friends, but I joined a program and alumni association that gave me access to many people I might not have met otherwise. And the same can be said for other groups or associations. So I still invest, you know, I haven't gotten a form, another formal degree, but I still invest a lot of my time and money into building my network. Um, I belong to, you know, as I'm recording this right now, I belong to a membership community for corporate consultants, people who sell into big companies. I also run a membership community called the Talent Development Think Tank Community. Uh, I'm also a member of some other communities. I'm a, uh, you know, I mentioned I went to Gary V's conference. He started an NFT project called V Friends. And I've made quite a few friends through that community, he basically created a new community called V Friends. So my question for you is, how much time or money are you investing in building your network? And is it enough? If you've not previously been investing much, uh, then it might be time to start, right? Uh, it could be a little bit of money. It could be a little bit of time, a little bit more than what you've been doing in the past, but it, it's time to start looking at that. And then as far as where to network, let's talk about some of the places where you could be networking. And I'll do this quickly. You can get more information by diving into my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which, as you know, is available on Amazon and our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com, as well as some bonus resources on there for free. So where to network? Number one, networking groups. Um, you know, this is one of the most traditional places to go meet people. Uh, I've been a member of multiple networking groups and communities in the past, uh, local networking groups. Um, I, I go to a, a lunch every now and then here in Orlando run by a guy named Tom Craig, who I met through a networking group and has become a good friend. He's done some really nice things for me. Uh, I try to reciprocate and do nice things for him as well. In fact, you know, as I'm recording this, I'm thinking I need to go check in on Tom. We haven't talked in a while. Um, but yeah, that's a great place to make, you know, find clients, meet friends. Uh, and by the way, when I walk into a room for a networking group, um, the first thing I'm, my top priority is just to make friends with people. I don't really think like, oh, I'm going to find a client here. A lot of people walk in and go, where? I, I just need to make money and find clients, get an ROI. And I feel like they're often disappointed. But if you just go in looking for relationships and then you go foster those relationships, you never know what that might turn into later on, right? Um, and so, you know, Tom is someone that he and I have not directly worked together, but he knows what I do and I know what he does. Uh, he does IT services, by the way. If you're in Central Florida and you need any type of IT services, you need to get your office you know, IT stuff figured out, you, you call Tom Craig from Advanced System Solutions. He's the guy I recommend uh, because I know him. I know he's a good guy. We've met through networking groups. And that's the power of networking right there. So uh, obviously there are networking, there are local networking groups. Um, there's a lot of online networking type community as well built around 
like a function or an industry, a thing that you do. So check those out as well. You can find groups on LinkedIn. Um, I have belonged to many Facebook groups in the past. I find that for me, I find the paid communities tend to be a lot higher quality with people more dedicated to really connecting with each other and getting to know each other um, than the free groups. That's just me. Uh, but uh, I'm sure that you can meet a lot of great people through free groups as well. I've, I've made some friends through some free groups, I believe. Um, I have belonged to, I used to belong to a couple of communities for entrepreneurs, for writers, and I've made a lot of great friends through those, those paid communities as well. Um, how to get a conversation started. I wrote about this in the book. When attending a networking event, it can be often be intimidating when you walk into the room and don't know anyone. Remember my advice about getting curious. You can also use honesty and vulnerability to win people over. An example would be walking up to someone or a group of people and saying, uh, I always feel awkward in these situations and I never know what to say, but you look like someone I should meet. And they're usually going to be very receptive and the conversation will kind of go from there. Um, some other questions you can ask at networking events. How did you find out about this event? Why did you come? What kind of work do you do? What do you love about the work you do? What's most challenging about it? What are the fun things that you do when you're not working? Uh, do you have a long-term vision or goal? Uh, what kind of help are you looking for? And if I could maybe wave a magic wand and help you achieve your goals, what would that look like? Okay, some other places to network, uh, conferences and virtual summits. I just told you how I just went to like three conferences in a row. Uh, and I'm looking to be going to more conferences later this year. Uh, there are also virtual summits. And virtual summits, I find, a little bit more geared towards just listening to people talk and learning. But oftentimes, there's either a networking aspect to it, or you can meet people in the chat. Um, my friend Diana Alt, uh, who has been on this podcast a long time ago, is very good at this. I, I, she, she and I connected through mutual friends years ago, and uh, multiple times I've brought up names that we know in common, and she'll say something like, oh, I met him through the chat on so-and-so virtual summit. That just shows what's possible if you're willing to take the initiative and go meet people in, in all different areas uh, where you could be networking, right? Whether it's in person or virtual. Um, so we talked about the different areas where you can network. We've been talking about, and we talked about networking groups. We talked about, uh, conferences and virtual summits. Uh, I love going to conferences, but you know, it's not always possible because you've got to be willing to invest, right? Uh, and that can cost money, right? And, and maybe you can have a budget or allocate say, you know, 500, a thousand, 1500, $2,000 a year to a conference. That might be one conference. And then maybe there's more stuff you want to go to, but you just can't make it work in your budget or you can't uh, take enough time off or whatever it may be. So go back to some of those virtual conferences, summits, communities, events that you could be talking to people, networking in. Um, you can also host your own conference, your own events, your own uh, meetups. And uh, if you consider yourself a connector like me, then that could be a lot of fun and a great way to bring people together. Uh, I hosted my own conference with my friend Bennett Phillips back in January 2020 called the Talent Development Think Tank Conference. It was in Sonoma, California, like I said, January 2020. And I'm thinking about bringing it back. We're just talking to uh, my team about that recently. And I think it's something we, we may work on. Uh, and then there's internal networking. If you work for a large company or even a medium size or a small company, Get to know the people around you. Get to know people in your company. These are people that can help you do your job better. These are people that can help you get things done. These are people that can maybe hire you for things later on or help you with projects, whatever it may be. Um, so building an internal network means branching outside of your small group or team and building relationships with different people around your company. Uh, here are some of the reasons. 
One, having a bigger network in your company often leads to having a better understanding of how the company works, which can lead to more success in your career. So just because you work in HR or legal doesn't mean you shouldn't understand the company's strategy, financial statements, sales process, etc. You should and expanding your network into those departments will help you. Number two, having more relationships around the company may make it easier to get things done, as I said earlier. And number three, if you work for a large or even medium company, there will often be job opportunities that pop up in other divisions or groups. And as with jobs in any company, they often go to people who know the hiring manager or are referred to them personally. So it be, kind of makes sense. It benefits you to go about building your network, getting to know people inside the company you work for. Um, in normal times, that might be around the water cooler or the break room, um, you know, lunch, uh, happy hour. That's not always possible in today's post-COVID world where a lot of people are still working remotely and virtually. So you've got to be more intentional by reaching out to people to schedule conversations by phone or Zoom. You can also seek formal mentors or more official agreements to teach um, each other about things. Uh, and what the other is working on. Uh, one of my podcast guests uh, a while back, Professor Jay Conger, told a great story about a woman in HR who wanted to better understand the business financials. So she went to the company's controller and asked him to mentor her and teach her about the business for a few months. And in the end, she knew all the company finances, and it was a huge stepping stone toward helping her excel in your career. So whether it be friendships, colleagues, uh, mentors, like go out and connect with people in different parts of your organization and build those relationships because you never know what it might lead to. Um, and if you're remote or not in the office, like all the more reason to be building those relationships virtually to take the initiative to schedule those Zoom calls, those virtual coffees, um, because it, there may be more opportunities that come to you down the road. So just think about the type of people that you want to connect with and, um, you know, start making that more of a habit. You know, I talk about habits a lot. So be more intentional about going out of your way to connect with people. Uh, and then another place to build your network, of course, is social media. I mentioned social media earlier. Uh, I have met a lot of great people through Facebook communities. I've met friends through LinkedIn. Um, I know, like, I don't meet as many new people on like Instagram, uh, but I have friends that do, like my friend Lauren Davis, who spends a lot of time on Instagram. Uh, by the way, you should follow her. Uh, LD, L Davis Creative is her Instagram handle. Uh, she's made a lot of great friends through Instagram. Uh, so I've made a lot of friends through these, these avenues. I've been making friends through Twitter recently as I've gotten more active on Twitter um, because of the tw uh, crypto and NFT space. And, um, you know, I share more examples in my book. So if you're someone who's been avoiding social media or only using it to follow your real life friends, I would encourage you to branch out a little bit and you think about, you know, curating your feed so that you don't get garbage on there, right, that you don't want to see. Uh, but think about connecting with new people, especially on LinkedIn, the type of people that you want to know, maybe even dedicate a certain amount of time each day or week uh, to do social media and connect with people. And don't be afraid to invest in building your network. Time, money, as we already talked about, um, you could be investing money in attending conferences or summits, uh, going to networking groups or joining online memberships. As I mentioned, I'm a member of a few communities. I also run a membership community called the Talent Development Think Tank. And you can find out more information on that by going to tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us, excuse me. Uh, there are private Facebook and LinkedIn groups. Uh, private mastermind groups, which I've belonged to and run in the past, group coaching programs. Uh, and you can also use LinkedIn Premium or add another premium tool to find the right people. 
Um, by the way, note on LinkedIn Premium, completely up to you. Try it out, see if it's something that you really think you need. Uh, I, you can get by completely fine with the free version as well. I just wanted to mention that. Um, but just make sure that you're making it a habit to network and connect with people because this is, I think, the number one thing that's going to benefit you for the rest of your career. All right, that is it for today. I'm gonna get back to work and maybe doing a little bit of networking. I've got a couple more calls coming up. I've got more this week. I gotta think about the conferences that I'm gonna be hosting and going to in the future. And I hope to see you out there on the road and I'll talk to you next time. Oh, and don't forget, if you haven't gotten a copy of my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, it's available on Amazon. Go grab a copy, over 250 five-star reviews. Can't be wrong, right? Uh, and by the way, those are hard-earned, right? I didn't buy those reviews. <laughs> I mean, those are people who have read the book and reviewed it, uh, and I really, really appreciate each and every one of them. Um, and then whether you read the book or not, we also have some free bonus resources on our website you can get by going to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. Give you free things, save you time, save you money, uh, things that you can consume at your own speed, your own pace. doesn't cost you anything, so high ROI, on your time that you put into it, um, information that can help you in your career and maybe help other people as well. Uh, so go grab the book, go grab those bonus resources, and I will talk to you next time.